Hey, this is Sharon Trivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to teach you about how to build a system. Systems drive success. We know that when we can implement key systems, maybe in our personal or professional lives, that we can get more predictable and more joyful results. In fact, we also know that systems are the way to remove ourselves from our business, remove ourselves from our life, remove the stress that's necessary. But not all of us are industrial engineers gifted with the ability to create systems. We, some of us are drivers, some of us are visionaries, some of us are artists, some of us are operators. But if you can actually have the blueprint for creating a system and installing that in your life and in your business, I think things get very joyful very quickly. In this episode, I'm going to take you behind the scenes and explain to you my personal framework on how to build a system. Think of it as a blueprint for creating a profitable and hopefully joyful systems in your life and your business. I take it down step-by-step step where I show you what the blueprint is, I give you an example of one of my systems and then give you some lessons that I've learned in building these so that you can start utilizing them right now. Think of this as a masterclass in systems and it's all starting right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to. How to grow your business. How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Trivata, and welcome to Business School. This is probably done better as a Zoom or a live training, but I want to take you through the pieces on how to build a system. The cool part about this and why I wanted to include into a podcast episode is for two reasons. One, you are a visionary driver and you probably are never going to build a system yourself. You have the thinking for it. And so you may say, oh, cool, there's enough pieces in here that I can operationalize this stuff. So that's number one. Or you are an operator, you're a builder, you're a creator, you're a system builder. And you're like, oh, cool. That's a nice way of actually wrapping all of this together. So either either personality, either approach, either intent, this should be helpful to you. Uh, how I'm going to break this down is I'm going to talk about three things. Thing number one, I'm going to give you the actual blueprint for when I think about a system, what are the pieces that need to be in it so that you can have a checklist of sorts in your head where you can formulaically make sure that you know exactly the, what you need to ha have happen when you create a new system, even before you build anything. Number two, I'm going to take one of my existing systems that you probably know about, and I'm going to break it down for you in the sense of this framework overall. And third is over the many years of building systems, I have realized that I've learned a bunch of lessons and I want to give you some million dollar lessons on the system and the lessons that I've learned and how it can save you a ton of time and a ton of money overall. So that is the, that is the roadmap for this episode. No matter whether you're a visionary or if you're an operator, this will be helpful to you. What would be even more helpful is after you've listened to it, for you to have the right terminology, the linguistics, to then send it out to your virtual assistant or your, uh, you know, your director of operations or your COO and say like, okay, hey, um, I know I'm not like actively doing this day to day, but let's just make sure this is mapped well. Maybe they have an enhancement that can go over this because when you start to build and document the things that you're working on and you use the same language, it gets very powerful very quickly. So let's jump right into it, which is the idea of how to build a system. I'm going to give you a blueprint. Number one, give you an example. Number two, I'm going to give you some of my million dollar lessons. So let's, let's, uh, let's kind of jump in. The, uh, the one thing that we have to recognize uh, in all of this is that 
there's a great quote that my mentor, Michael Shergold, shared. And he said, if it's worth doing more than once, you should leave a system behind. If it's worth doing more than once, you should leave a system behind. I really love that quote because it, it tells it relieves me of the pressure of saying, oh, I'm working really hard to do this one-time one, one time project. Cool, I'm just going to do it. I'm never going to touch it again. It's going to be a one-time thing. Cool, it's done. I don't need to build a system for that. But if it's worth doing more than once, if I have to come back and redo my taxes every year, if I have to go to the gym every every week, if I have to uh, change the filters in my air filter every 90 days, whatever I do, if it's worth doing more than once, leave some form of a system behind. And the reason is in our lives, we have a bunch of default systems, systems that we just do based on operating habit. And we have a bunch of intentional systems. The default systems are how we eat and how we wake up and how we sleep and uh, how, you know, our midnight snacking abilities and how we shower and and how we drive. Like the things that these 80% of our lives are run on autopilot. These are def default systems. If we can bring some intentionality to those, like we would crush it. And then you have these intentional systems, intentional systems on how maybe, maybe you actually think about how you answer your email. Maybe you actually think about how you manage your money. Maybe you actually think about how you generate leads in your business. The more intentional systems we can have in our life, the better. And if you have something that you're doing that is working, then there's a good chance. And if you don't have a system around it, you should ask why, like, why is sales working? Is it just purely because of Sharon personality or is it something else? Is it because I write an email some way or is it because of something else? What is it? Right? So let's jump into the three pieces, the blueprint first. So there's four things that I have noticed that when you have, when you can write these four things down, it will allow you to build a, a really good system. And a good system is something that you can uh, predictably reutilize and also transfer and teach to someone else. Because when you can, the, if you don't have a system, you can't teach somebody else, right? If I am coaching tennis and I don't really have a methodology, and if I'm just a good tennis, like how many times do you have good tennis players who can't teach? Why? They know how to do something, but they don't have a system for teaching it. And that's the problem. We need to get to make sure that you have a system for understanding it so you can self-diagnose and you have a system for teaching it. Because when you have those two, it gets very powerful. So here are the four pieces, the blueprint for having a really good system. Number one, it is intentionally designed. Number two, it drives a very specific result. Number three, it has a proven process. And number four, it has a feedback loop. Let's talk about it very, very high level, intentionally designed. A system is intentionally designed when you say, hey, I have this problem. I'm going to go like I need to, I need a system to solve this problem. We have a problem for leads in our business. We only get leads through Facebook ads. We need a system to generate leads without spending money on Facebook ads. It intentionally designed. So now you create a process, a system, a playbook for generating leads intentionally without Facebook ads. So it's, this is a system that is number one, intentionally designed. Here's number two. It has a specific result. So well, while I know that this, this uh, let's say we take this lead generation system for Facebook ads, I want to now create a lead generation system without Facebook ads. But what is the specific result? I want to be able to say, hey, I'm generating Facebook ad leads using Facebook ads. I'm making up numbers for $20 a lead. Well, I need a system that generates leads that does not use Facebook ads for 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 under twenty dollars. So now I have now I've created not just a system that I need to generate leads without Facebook ads. I also have a very specific result that it has to work predictably to generate results for under twenty dollars. Very very specific, right? Number three, there has to be a proven process around it. Cool. Now what is this process? I need to go build. I need to go experiment and build a process of hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have to do some email marketing. I'm going to do some you know, uh, direct mail. I'm going to do some outbound calling. I'm going to hire a call center. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to buy some lists. Cool. 
but what is the proven process? So we have to experiment with that process until we get the specific result. And then once we have it, we now have a feedback loop. We keep checking to make sure that our process delivers that specific result. If it keeps delivering the specific result, great, the process is good. If it ever stops delivering the specific result, the system is broken, so we need to fix it. So those are the four things, an intentionally designed, number two, specific result, number three, a proven process, number four, a feedback loop. So these eight words are the foundation of a of the blueprint of to build a system. Again, I'll say it again, number one, it needs to be intentionally designed, number two, it needs to have a specific result, number three, it has to have a proven process, and number four, it needs to have a feedback loop, right? So you may say, all right, Sean, that's really interesting. Like, let's bring this to life a little bit. Well, let's bring it to life. So if you have not listened to one of my previous episodes, it is called the deal of the week system. For the last eight to 10 years, I've been teaching this idea of the deal of the week system. And uh, I, I love it that it's been ripped off everywhere. And I'm so glad for it because the my only proprietary control around it is that I, I created it, I named it, and I give it to the world and I don't charge for it or anything like that. I'm just glad that more people use it. All I care is that people use it right when people don't do it right and they don't get the right result, then it makes it look like my deal the week system doesn't work, which is wrong, which is why I want to make sure that the deal of the week system is done my way because it works, right? So what is the first part? It is intentionally designed. So the deal of the week system uh, is intentionally designed to create personalized lifetime nurture at scale. So essentially, I wanted to make sure that we had lifetime nurture. What most people do is they come up with 10 days of pain. They're like, hey, I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to put my leads through a gauntlet series for 10 days and then say, oh, these leads, these leads suck. So, you know, they're done. I'm going to trash them and then just drip on them. Or if you're in the internet marketing space, you're just going to give them to affiliates. That's all great. But the problem is it doesn't work like that, right? It doesn't work like that. So we, I wanted to create in a, a personalized lifetime nurture at scale, which is why I came up with the deal of the week. So it was not based on like a two times a week email newsletter. So what is the specific result that I wanted? So that's number two, the specific result. The specific result that I wanted was I wanted to get responses and hand raises. I didn't want anything else. I didn't want just to send something to my list. I wanted to get responses and hand raises. The entire purpose of creating the deal of the week system was to generate responses. That was the most important part. And that's what I really, really wanted. The third is uh, you need a proven process. Well, what is a proven process? It's a so here's how the deal of the week work. It's a one email per week in a very specific format that I've tested to get the result of a reply. It's one email a week. So it's not a, uh, you know, two times a month newsletter or anything like that. It is one email a week in a very specific format sent to your entire list to get a very specific reply. That is my deal of the week system. So it has a very specific process. Now, uh, what is the feedback loop? The feedback loop is really simple. If you get replies, great. That means it's working. If you don't get replies, we need to fix it because then you're probably not doing the deal of the week right or for some reason how you're doing it is not working, right? So now there's a feedback loop to fix it because we know the specific result. We now have a feedback loop on how to actually fix that result. It's very easy. So if you have a system right now, you can you should probably put it through this filter of what was it intentionally designed for? So you answer that question. Cool. What is the specific result that I want? Cool. What is the process that I use to get that result? Cool. What is the feedback loop? Meaning... Is the process delivering this specific result? Yes, great, loop is working. No, not working, fix it, right? So now you have a really good bulletproof system that you can actually hand off and have somebody else own. 
Here's the problem with most entrepreneurs. You, you have to design the system. You have to build the system, which means you own the system. And so now you have 23 systems in your business that you own all of it and no one can do any work because you now have your finger in all of it. But if you now give this framework, this blueprint, this idea, this infrastructure to someone else, now other people create the system in, in exactly what you want. They realize what is needed. They have the day-to-day -day nuances and they own it. And they make it better because they are experts in what they do day-to-day, -day, not just you kind of jumping in whenever they think they need you, right? So that is the example of a system. Here's the lessons. I want to give you some lessons that I've learned. First lesson, I, I want to tell you about a 10, 10 keynote story. So I was doing a 10 city trip and I was doing 10, I was doing like 10 keynotes in like 10 weeks. And I, uh, my team was like, man, Sharon, are you really going to build 10 different keynotes? And I originally, I thought I was going to, I just had no time to do it. So I decided to do the same because it was all in different geographical locations and physical events. I said, I was going to do the same keynote presentation with a couple of different stories, but I was going to do it the same one for 10 straight weeks. But my personality is just too, I'm too, I'm, I'm too driven to do the same thing. So what I did was after every presentation that I made and I came back to my hotel room, I asked myself this one question, what would be one upgrade I could make to that presentation? One single upgrade. Maybe I change a story. I change how a slide is organized. I change the front slide. I change the messaging. And so over 10 weeks, I made 10 key upgrades to my presentation. And I remember this, the 10th time I delivered that presentation, number one, it felt new to me. I'd made that many changes. And number two, it was 10 times better than the first original one. I see a lot of people have this original presentation. I know tons of great keynote speakers that have never changed their slides. And they do the same presentation over and over again, which is fine. But I think that we can bring a completely different value set to the audience if we just ask ourselves, hey, every time I make a presentation, can I make it can I make one upgrade to it? One. And then you'll start to see you make more and more and more and more natural upgrades to it because you know you just have fresh eyes. You just did it. You know that that transition was was abrupt. You know that picture needed to get updated. You know that that quote didn't land. You know that that font was too small. You know that you know you probably need a jiffy in there. You know that the animation was too clumsy. You know it. But you have a chance to make one upgrade every single time. So whenever you're thinking about a system, always ask this question, what is one upgrade you can make? What is one upgrade you can make? And that'll force you to think about, hmm, I just have to upgrade this in some way. Here's number two. You should name your system. So I have a deal of the week system, right? I could essentially have called it, hey, I have a weekly like thing email that you can send. Well, that doesn't help, right? It doesn't help because I'm have a weekly thingamajigger email you can send is not a system. It's like something haphazard that may or may not work. What you want is to name your system. You want to figure out, say, hey, this is my weekly email formula. This is my client generation system. This is my, you know, uh, this is my, this is my sales scripting method. You want to name your things. Naming your things is good for two reasons. One, it's good for you because you know exactly what you're saying and you can, you can build more things into your thing. Second, it's really good for the other person because they have now have a container to put all your learnings into and not whether they reference you or not, they now have the confidence that they have a system that they can do something with. In a lot of ways, you're naming it not just for you, but for them. Because if I bought a pain management system versus I bought a painkiller, which is better, pain management system is way better, right? So now I'm like, oh my gosh, I should be totally okay because I got a pain management system, which is really, really good. That's number two. Here's number three. I've found that it's super helpful to create some kind of visual associated with your system. So if you had like a framework or a uh, flowchart or a 
uh, five-step process or whatever. When when someone sees that, it's a good summary for them overall. That's why a lot of times when I start these episodes, I say, hey, I'm going to talk about three things. Number one, I'm going to give you the blueprint. Number one, I'm going to give you the example of my deal of the week system. Number three, I'm going to give you the lessons learned. So now you're like, all right, Sean's going to talk about three things, not 27 things. So if you can create some kind of visual that goes with your system, it's super helpful. Now, this visual can be a geometric image. It can be a framework. It can be it can be a graphic. It can be you know, a, a cartoon holding, you know, a, 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 can, a Popeye holding a can of spinach with the spinach renamed. It doesn't matter what it is. Now you're also giving your clients, your friends, your community, your whoever is utilizing your system, a visual container to put them into. That way, when they see it, they remember it because we need to be reminded more than we need to be taught. And so when they see Popeye and the can of spinach, but the spinach is named the deal of the week system, they're like, oh, cool. I am the deal of the week system. They know that. And they're able to actually recall it much better. The reason we use a name and a visual is it, it it dramatically benefits recall. And the more people can recall your stuff, the better it is. So if I didn't have a deal of the week system and people didn't know how to reference it, then they would never use it. And that's the problem. That's why we have a lot of default system in our lives that we don't really use. Why do people, what, there, are, there are hundreds and thousands of books about morning routines, but the one that you remember the most is you may say, oh, I remember the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod or the Millionaire Morning Routine by Craig Ballantyne or the 5 a.m. Club yeah, that you ain't in with me or like Robert Sharma created this idea of the 5 a.m. Club, which is super interesting. But at least you have this this thing, the name, the system around it. And so you can call out what you're doing, right? It's really powerful. That is number three. You just create a visual. And here's number four. I want to give you this idea of what I'm calling the learning dogma. The learning dogma is something that I came up with, you know, earlier this year. And I've really taken to this idea because it's made me realize the value of creating and documenting a system. So let me explain the learning dogma to you. When you listen to something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. But when you document something, you get to learn it forever, right? So I call that the learning dogma. I I, I'm, I created this idea and I, I, well, clearly it's not my idea. Like I, I codified it so that I can remember it and force myself to understanding and choose what I want to choose. When you listen to something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. But when you document something, you get to learn it forever. The idea of building a system is documenting something. And, and documenting is one thing, but building is something completely different. When you build something, you get to implement it forever, right? That's even more powerful. I should probably call it, come, come, you know, uh, upgrade this learning dogma in a second. But the big learning for me around, around uh, this million dollar lesson was coming up with this idea of the learning dogma because I get to say, you know what, when I... I get to, when I build and document something, I get to learn it forever, which is, which is really cool. So those are my four lessons. So number one, make a single upgrade every time you're looking at a system. Number two, name your system. Number three, create a visual for it if you can for a recall. And number four, think about the learning dogma. When you listen to something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. And when you document something, you get to learn it forever. Uh, hey, by the way, if, you, if you're interested in this, uh, stuff like this, and this is interesting to you, I wrote a, a little ebook uh, right now. It's totally free. It's the job of a CEO. Like, what is the job of a CEO? The job of a CEO, and it breaks down exactly how it works, and this is required waiting for all the portfolio companies have invested in. So go to jobofaceo.com, jobofaceo.com, 100% free. In fact, there's, even if you want to buy something from me, you can't. There's nothing for me to sell, and there's nothing for you to buy. Uh, if you are a, if you are the CEO of your life or your business, or you have a friend that is, download it, send it to them. Uh, maybe they'll, re they'll appreciate it too. All right, three things that you need to remember. Number one, if you have a default system, you got to design it in some way because designing is better than default. 
Number two, having a blueprint is important. The eight important words are number one, is it intentionally designed? Number two, does it have a specific result? Number three, what is a proven process? And number four, does it have a feedback loop? And last but not least, think definitely do not forget the learning dogma, which is when you listen to something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. But when you document something, you get to learn it forever. Hey, by the way, I know that you're not going to take the time to, you know, subscribe and share and all of that things. If you do, I really appreciate it. And it just means that my stuff will get to you faster. That's all it is. So you're doing it for yourself, not just for me. But more importantly, I want to know whether this is helpful to you. Uh, because I spend a lot of my time thinking about what we do in our lives and in our business and see if I can package that up into something that is digestible and give it to you, right? And, and share it with you. Uh, my podcast is my number one medium for for putting out my my favorite ideas and I want to find a way to do more of this for you. But I don't have a feedback loop. Just in my system, I don't have a feedback loop. And that's why I need this from you. I really need you to tell me if you like this stuff or you don't like this stuff, if you care more about a different topic. If you like the stuff, just take a screenshot and say, hey, that was good, make more like this or send me a DM. I don't need any formal way of giving me your email address or anything like that. I just want to know that you like this or you don't like it or you didn't like it. I got my grammar wrong. But the more you can tell me what you like, the better it will allow me to make more of what you like because at the end of the day, if I'm spending all this time creating stuff for you, the least I could do is make more of what you like. So if you like this, take a screenshot, share it. If you think this would be helpful to other people, like an operator on your team or the CEO of your business, share it with them because it allows us to all get better together. So please take a screenshot, share it, tag me. That way I know that you like this and I can make more like this for you in the future. Appreciate you and I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So, for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com, I'll see you there. <laughs>